podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by The Last. It's fight week. Mikey McKinson joins me from Dallas. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm happy, focused. Uh, can't wait to get it done now. Can't wait to get it done. Obviously, you haven't just turned up this week. You've been there for a bit longer, giving yourself kind of that time to settle in. Just talk us through kind of the last week or so for yourself and getting to Dallas and kind of just, I don't know, get, getting yourself in, in the mood. Yeah, it's been hot. So it's, it's been adjusting to the heat. The time difference as well, but mainly the heat. Um, settled in nicely. Uh, weight's good, feel good. Um Tunnel vision right now, weighing on Friday. Once that's done, we get ready for the fight, and then, and then, uh, and we're there. Obviously, I've, I've prepared four months the first time, nearly four months the first time, and two months this time. So I've prepared six months for him altogether in the last eight months. So, um, so yeah, uh, I'm excited. I just can't wait to get it done, pull it to bed. You talk about the preparation. Are you more prepared this time round than before? Let's just say it would have been Virgil or it was Virgil last time. Are you going in yeah. more prepared than you were if it were Virgil before? Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm much more developed than what I was in March. Uh, I've seen that in my training camp and my preparations. I feel like a completely different fighter. Um for the better as well. I've made a lot of improvements. Um, and I really do believe right now, you're speaking to the best Michael McKinson there's ever been, which really is needed. I'm in there against a better person I've ever been in the ring with. So it has to be the best version of Michael McKinson, but I really do believe it is. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to show everyone. A- anyone can sit there and say, oh, this camp's gone best ever. Everyone says that. So I can't wait to just go out and improve it. Yeah. I think some people might find it weird when you say something like that, because obviously you're not at the learning stage of your career. You're currently at kind of the top level. So the fact that even in them four short months, really, because it's come around really quickly, the fact that even yeah. in that space of time, you're saying, I'm not just more prepared mentally, I am a better fighter. Like. Some yeah. people might be like, really? Yeah, I've, I've been a pro. I think we're in the eighth year as a pro for me now. Um, but like, there's things I've added onto my team in the last year that I'd never had before. You know, like we've tightened up nutrition. We, we've only had uh, a physio on board, working closely with a physio for the last two fights, um, which my physio has built something else on board and stuff like that. So each fight I'm having, I'm learning more. I'm developing more and I'm adding more stuff to the team to benefit me. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's why I'm always learning I'm all, and I'm always getting better. And I think that shows in my fights. It is your toughest fight yet, obviously, as, as you've said. Do you view it as any other fight? Because I suppose it's still the same principle that you're going in the ring with. Uh, I view it the same as I've shot people in the past. I've been underdog in the past. Shocking people is... It's going to be no different. It's just on a bigger scale. Um, you know, this is something that I'm in a position people dream of being in. But, you know, a few people have said, don't forget you're in, you're there in merit of all the success you've had. 
um, I deserve to be here. Uh, you know, so, so yeah, like, I've proven people wrong time and time again. Now I just get to do it on the big stage. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a Ports, I'm a Portsmouth boy. Um, that not only am I fighting in the states because I did that in March. I'm headlining a show, headlining a Golden Boy show in the states. You know, this is big. This is big, and to to see the journey where I've come from. Like I think somebody tweeted Michael McKinson's second professional fight was in Downpatrick Cricket Ground that holds about 500 people. Virgil Ortiz's was on a Canelo undercard holding 80,000 people. His second fight was on a Canelo undercard holding 80,000 people. So the different upbringings, the different rises, but, you know, I'm here and I'm fighting him. So the story's a good one, but it's not over yet. Well, I was going to ask, obviously, your career has taken off in the last 18 months, profile-wise especially. I know America and the Bright Lights, even before um, the fight in March when we were talking about it a couple of years ago, America, the Bright Lights, it was always the dream for you. Have you had to tell yourself not to get carried away? Because it could be easy to. I could see why you would get carried away. Yeah, like, I think first time round, it was a bit like a novelty. I was there, I was the Hollywood sign, I was getting pictures of stars. I was a bit of a tourist and and stuff like that. Obviously, I didn't fight Ortiz in the end, so... Um, but but this time round, we're here purely for work. We're here purely for business, and and um, I also know what to expect. It was a, a mental week. The pullouts aside, last time it was a mental week for me. Uh, now I know what to expect. We travel to the the fight hotel tomorrow, and then it's obviously going to be real busy. But with that experience that I took in in March, I know what to expect this week. Um, I'm an experienced fighter now, so it's not going to be a sh- nothing's going to be a shock to me. Um, you know, so I think the the trip in March has benefited me a lot for for this time round. From Ortiz's perspective, obviously, look, this is kind of a theoretical question for yourself, but I suppose they're seeing you as the test for what comes later. Do you think he could overlook you, Oscar? I bet you they've already got his next two or three fights planned out. Um, everybody is saying Ortiz will walk through McKinson within five rounds. That's what everyone's expecting. So there is a possibility these guys are uh, going to overlook me and underestimate me and stuff like that. Um, you know, but he didn't have to fight me for his first fight in 51 weeks. He's a 24-year-old lad had all of his momentum snatched away and he's coming back and fighting a slick southpaw, a tricky southpaw, a smart southpaw, an awkward southpaw that's got his own for his first fight back. So um, he obviously thinks he's going to do a number on me quite well. I feel like he's going to overlook me a little bit, um, but that'd be a fool too because, you know, I'll, I'll can give anybody anybody in the world problems. Can you ever be too worried about what an opponent does, do you think? Was it just making sure you've got what you do right? Exactly. I haven't really focused on, oh, Ortiz is this killer puncher. Like, all knockout streaks come to an end. All knockout streaks come to an end. And I've got the style to do that. I've got the style to end his 
killer knockout streak and um, I really do believe it's going to happen on Saturday. What's the hardest you've been hit, would you say, be it sparring or in your professional career? Because I know you kind of haven't been hit flushing, you know, you ain't been balled over in a professional ring, but what's the hardest you've been hit? You know what? The hardest I've been hit in my professional career was when I went into a fight underprepared years ago, the Russian, right? Um, nothing real. I've never been troubled in a fight, never been rocked, never looked vulnerable at all. But that fight, I wasn't really conditioned to take punches at that fight. But other than that, I've got I've got a pretty good chin. I don't let I don't rely on it. I don't like to rely on it, but I've got a pretty good chin. Um, I think the hardest I've ever been hit was when I started sparring pros from a young age, and it was boys v like boy v men and I was in the ring with some big punches. I remember a guy who was a, who was a journeyman pro and he's the biggest puncher I've ever been hit with. And this one, I was, I was young at the time, but I was like, wow. I remember leaving the spa thinking, I don't want to spar him again. <laughs> you know, I sparred him many times after and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I've been in the ring with many big punchers. Virgil's going to be the biggest puncher I've ever been in the ring with. Um, but, you know, if he can't hit me, I won't feel it. How do you approach the fight week? Do you kind of go into his home and let him hear it? And I mean like the press conference sort of stuff because um, I'm going to try and liken it to, do you remember like when Caleb Plant went up and he didn't let Canelo get comfortable? There was no like, yeah. he didn't let him sit down and just relax and he wasn't, not the you're in awe, but he wasn't in awe of anything. He went in and he let him heard what he thought. Are you going to are you going to do that? Or yeah. is, that some, is that a way you would approach something? Yeah, I, I think... Ortiz is a very humble man. He's very respectful, and I, I won't be anyone I'm not. Like naturally, I'm a I'm a nice guy, um, and all stuff like that. But you know, I am I'm not in awe of him, and I've said that since the very beginning. I think if you're going to be in awe with something like that, you've already lost the fight. Um, well, I respect him, but I'm not in awe of him. Uh, I will I will ha- act in the presser, and also depending on how he acts. He acts, you know. I'm here to do a job. I'd like, look, I haven't really, I haven't done one Instagram post since the fight's been announced. You know, it's it's not all about oh, selling this fight and all stuff like that. Like it, for me, it's I've got a job to do. It's a very important job to do. Um, it's the biggest job of my life, the most important job of my life, and that's all I'm focused on doing. So, press conference. If I did it my way, I wouldn't even go to the press conference, you know. But We'll think press conferences Thursday. Yeah, got a busy week. Press conference Thursday and uh, weigh in Friday, get them done, and then I'll go change my life on Saturday. Are you one of them people who envisions how a fight will play out in your head? Like, do you run it over and over, all the different possibilities, like even how you want it to go? Like, do you let it run in your mind? I have done. I've had a long time to think about this. For four months, when I was in LA, I was like, wow, like, this is going to happen. I'm going to really shock the world. And now I've got that. I've got that same mindset. I've seen it in my head so many times. How the how the fight's going to plan out, and me, me with my hands lifted at the end of it. Like it's not an impossible task. I know a lot of people are saying it's an impossible task, but I've seen this week the the believers I've got on Twitter and stuff like that. That actually are thinking, you know what, McKinson's got a chance. McKinson's got a chance and like I've got more than a chance. I've I'm twenty two and 0, 
I've never been in an uncomfortable fight. So I deserve to be in the ring with somebody like Virgil Ortiz. People don't want to see me keep getting coasting points wins against these good fighters, but give me no threat. I deserve to be in the ring with these top guys. And, um, you know, I can't wait for it. And you could leave Dallas this weekend on a flight back to the UK as arguably one of, if not the hottest welterweight outside of the world champions. Is, is that a fair point? A superstar. I'll leave Dallas a, a, a superstar. Um, you know, and then I'll call the shots. <laughs> That's how it is. I've never... I've I've come up the hard way and I've never had the luxury of getting anything I want until I've got this fight and the Chris Congo fight, I wanted that. And then signing with Matrim, I wanted that. But I've never had luxuries in my career. Um, So after I beat Ortiz then, I'm the man. How was your old man and your brother? Because obviously they're out there with you. We spent a lot of time together in LA. Um, Nice to have the people around you and that. Um, How are they this week? Yeah, it's good to be out here. I've got uh, some more people coming tomorrow, more members of the team tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, it's good to be out here with them. Obviously, last time, don't forget, my dad came last minute. So he, he was he was long in getting his visa last time. So we didn't know if he would come. So he's travelled out with me this time, him and Miles. And my brother, although he came to LA, he came with the lads. This time he's coming, he's preparing with me. Obviously, he's at the beginning stage of his camp. He's fighting for the English uh, super lightweight title on the 30th of September. So it's good that as my camp's finishing, his has just started. So we've got these few weeks together, help each other prepare. Him being out here with me is going to benefit him so much. Like I've been to the States before sparring and training. He's not trained out in the States and um, stuff like that. So it's beneficial for us both. Uh, it's a family business and we're all here together with with another coach, Miles. Um, can't wait for for the rest to get here tomorrow um, and then finish off fight week together. You know, I have, I've not got the travelling fans I did in LA because middle of summer, it's more than double the price to get to Texas than it did that was, so understandable, but I'll get this job done. Enjoy the rest of the summer with the people I want to enjoy it with. Uh, can't wait to get back, celebrate, eat some food, see my daughter, um, eat some bad food with my girlfriend. You know, I can't wait for that. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Mate, I would love nothing more than a double success for you and Lucas. Um, just before we sign off, it's something I do have to ask you about. Look, this week is, of course, about yourself. Um I do have to get your thoughts quickly on Conor Ben and Chris Eubank. We're waiting on the official announcement. It is going to happen. Oscar, um, just kind of your fight, your your thoughts on that, Mike. I'll give you my thoughts on it if you don't caption it. <laughs> if you don't put it as a caption. All right, um, deal, deal, deal. Yeah, uh, pro- props to them both. Uh, props to them both. As a boxing fan, I always like to see these things as a boxing fan, firstly. Because I am a boxing fan. Is that for the nostalgia um, effect, kind of? I know, obviously, they're not their dads, but do you like it from that sense? Or Yeah, because I am a boxing fan. And I know I'm, I've got my own puffs out a little bit at the moment. And I know the possibility of fighting any of them is slim. So, uh, so, so yeah, but it's a fight for the fans. The legacy, uh, the names, it, it, 
Like it's unbelievable. Everybody wants it to happen. I think with the like the uh, the catch weight and the rehydration clause, I, I really do believe it works in Ben's favour. Um, and but yeah, I, I wouldn't like to give my thoughts on who I think would win because Eubanks is naturally a lot bigger. But um, I do think with the weight and stuff like that, it works in Ben's favour. Um, and I'll sit back as a fan if it gets over the line and all stuff and announce and enjoy it like everyone else in the UK because it's a huge fight um, and an exciting fight and it will get everyone talking. I got my title, Mikey. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just one more thing before <clears throat> uh, before I sign it off. Have you kind of got, I know we won't see this, but just for the purposes of it, maybe a message for Virgil Ortiz and then a message for everyone who supported you all this way um, as we kind of come to the pinnacle so far of uh, the career of yourself. No message for Team Ortiz except, like, they didn't have to offer me to fight again. Uh, and they did. They listened to everyone on Twitter and they did. So big respect to them. Um, Golden Boy, uh, Team Ortiz, all people like that. And the people back home support. I mean, not just in Portsmouth. I know this is huge for Portsmouth and the love I'm receiving is crazy. But I felt like I've got the support from the UK Boxing world, the, the casuals even are, like, are supporting me. So um, I do feel the love. I do feel the appreciation and the credit for probably the first time in my career. So it feels good. Um, I promise to make everybody proud, everyone that's supporting me and everyone that's tuning in to support me. I promise to make everyone proud. And I can't wait to get it done. Let's go. Brilliant, Mikey. Love you. I'll speak to you before... Um... Fight night, but yeah, good luck, of course, from me and everyone on IFL TV. Please go and do the job. Uh, yeah, top man, Mike. Yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I hope you have a good holiday, Oscar. He hasn't forgot. Top man. Sports Social Podcast Network.